is the partner in crime with Natalie Ellis, who was here with us yesterday on Influencer Summit. And I want to bring her on because she's got a different perspective because she came in and, and they had to decide, how do we work together? How many of you are trying to figure out how to work together with somebody? A partner, a spouse, a founder, uh, you know, somebody else in your company. Do you give them credit? Do you, how do you work together with them? So if you are in that space, you're going to love this. Danielle, are you on the internet with me? Indeed, I am loving this summit, Brendan. And before we begin, I just want to say I feel like, you know, I love that Jamie revealed the secret of you being the godfather, the godfather of goodness, people. He certainly is. And I feel like Jamie needs to be like the godmother of goodness because like just listening to her and I got to know her via you, she is just so amazing. And I just watched the whole piece of you guys chatting and I'm just blown away and I'm just so honored to even be on this call but i just really think like the world needs more of this good goodness the world needs more godfathers and good mothers godmothers looking after us all so um i loved it thank you so much and thank you for inviting me on i'm here happy to be here and to share some pieces today oh my gosh i'm so excited today i, I you're you're here with us um natalie was with us i got um glow Atanmo coming on later on and what's so crazy is, as many of you become my friends, you all been to my events before, and I didn't know that. I was sharing that story yesterday. Um, I think it, it was, I, I, I remember last night, it was you. We were walking up to some stairs somewhere, and you're like, oh, you know, me and Natalie met at your event. And I was like, what? It was, it just, I mean, it totally, it's, it, the only equivalent of that is when people have amazing success and they tell me something like that, or when they're like, oh, Hey, this is my spouse or whatever, and this is our kid. And yeah, we met them at your event. I'm like, what? Uh, it just—it's so humbling, and I'm so excited to have you here because you're somebody who who, who was able to take ideas. And I'm going to ask you about this specifically. That's why I'm doing this intro a little bit like this, Danielle, because we've got Natalie's sort of story a little bit, but I want to get your story. And specifically, like a lot of people are, are kind of over—we're we're day three on influencer summit. There's a lot of that overwhelm of like, oh my gosh, there's so many ideas here. Holy cow. Um, what do I take? What do I implement? How do I stay on that? And maybe you can share your journey of getting involved with Boss Babe and talk about like, how did you decide what to do first to build this community? Yeah, so I love that. And I think it's just really important to like ground that conversation because like you say, there's been so many amazing speakers, so many takeaways. And sometimes that can be so overwhelming. And I I personally feel like I'm really here, the voices being like, it's okay to be overwhelmed. Like I feel like I needed someone to say to me on my journey, like, it's okay that you're overwhelmed. It's okay that you're like self-doubting. Like it's okay that all these emotions are coming up that you feel imposter syndrome, that you feel this, and that is normal. But it's what you do with that energy and how you transfer and overcome that energy, which is really, really important. So I love that we're like starting this whole conversation out in this way because you're right. Like Natalie was on here yesterday telling her side and my my journey was very different to Natalie's. And I think again, like like you and Jamie were discussing, everyone's journeys are just so, so different. And you just need to honor yours. And I think one thing that's really come through with this as I've evolved over the last few years is that I am at my best and my most powerful when I lean into who I truly am, when I'm not trying to be someone else, when I'm not trying to, you know, portray something I'm not. 
And again, Jamie said something earlier about being authentic, right? When you're authentic, like that's when you really start to fly and that's when you really start to shine. So for anyone listening who's being like, oh my goodness, they did it this way. I must have to do this to succeed. That's not true. You just have to collate that information, sit with it and really decide, okay, what is going to help me move forward so that I can achieve my version of success in a way that feels good for me. So I think that's like a really key piece that I've learned on my journey as well. Brendan, are you still there? I can't see your video. I am. I am. I'm literally taking notes right now because I'm like, this theme today that is emerging is so key. Um, so key. So how did that happen for you? Your, you know, it's like, tell us what you're doing before Boss Babe. And then that decision like, oh, we're going to work together and here's where we're going to go. And then we'll get to very tactical for this group today. I really want them to hear of like, maybe you go, you'll be able to share like, okay, if you're going to build a community that's different and that really stays engaged, like what are three things they absolutely must do? But let's start with how you got involved with it and then what you guys did to build it. Yeah, so first of all, like you heard Natalie's story yesterday, for those of you on there, she was a born entrepreneur. Like, I'm not joking. She was the kid that was selling candy to the other kids, all the things. I grew up very differently. I was not a born entrepreneur, and I'm interested some people relate to this. I thought that to be successful, you had to go a certain path. You had to do well at school. You had to go to university, college, school, whatever you call it in America, and you had to get a job. And that was the path. Job was stability. Job was security. Job was like, you've made it, and this is the path for you. Entrepreneurship never even crossed my mind. I had like three jobs at once, and I thought that to earn more money, I would just have to work more hours and put more into it. And that's how I started off. So I decided very early on, I always wanted to help people, and I wanted to be a chiropractor. So I went to chiropractic college, got my degree. Now, at that point, and this is one thing I want to sing home to a lot of people, I met new people. I really, truly believe you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Your network is your net worth. And because I started changing the people I was around, because I went off to a different school miles from my home and I met new people and I met new mindset, it opened me up. But one thing I've always learned and I've always done, I've had that growth mindset. I've never shut down new ideas. I've always been like, oh, that's an interesting perspective. It's different to mine, but I'm here to learn. And that's really what then started catapult my journey because I was like, okay, this entrepreneurship thing, I could have my own business. What is this? And so I went on that with a growth mindset. Okay, I'm here to learn. I'm here to show up. I'm here to like, you know, make, I get one life and I am damn right going to live it the best I can. So I'm going to start doing this, right? And so I... By the age of like 25, I was one of five investors in the fastest growing primary healthcare brand in the UK. So we have chiropractors, physiotherapists, GPs. And it was absolutely skyrocketing. But what I realized, well, actually what I didn't realize for a long time, I was on a treadmill. Do you ever just like find yourself on this treadmill and like you're just running and for a while you're really happy there and then something happens. Something happens in your life that makes you go, hang on where is this treadmill going? Like, when do I get off? What does this look like? And that happened for me in 2016 because my dad had a skiing accident. And basically, to cut a long story short, we were, I don't know if anyone skis, we were skiing really fast. We've always skied as a family. It was our family holiday. And my dad um, 
like slipped and fell at 70 miles an hour. Like we know this because he had this ski tracks up on. And so you can imagine the repercussions of falling at 70 miles an hour. He fractured his pelvis all the way up. He was helicoptered off. He was like sent to hospital, transferred to hospital. And he was going to have to undergo major surgery and also told that he wouldn't even be able to sit upright for three months. And in that moment, we were on that holiday. I realized I can't stay here and help my dad and my mom in this situation. I have to go home because I have responsibilities. I have to be in work on Monday morning. And that literally broke my heart. And in that moment, I realized, I'm like, why am I on this treadmill? This does not give me the freedom that I am after. I, in that moment, realized that freedom for me was like one of my core values. And it didn't matter what I had around me if I didn't feel like my spirit was like truly free and I could make decisions. And so I came home and just like any boss babe would do, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit with this a minute. I'm feeling these, I'm feeling these feels like this is what I'm like coping with right now. And I was like, well, okay, I'm not going to moan about it. I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, think, oh, you know, this is just the life I've chosen. This is it. I'm like, how can I change this? And this is something that I always ask myself. Okay, I'm not here to moan. How can I change this? And so I started exploring, well, what did freedom look to me? What did I want my life to be? And how was I going to create that? And I decided that I wanted to move into online businesses. So my businesses were brick and mortar. Um, They were like, you know, in the same place, same time I was given by that. And I was like, I want to do this online business. Now, bear in mind, this is 2016. Instagram was popping at this point. I didn't even have an Instagram account because my mindset had been, well, social media is a bit of a waste of time, really, isn't it? You know, I'm far too busy for social media because what's that going to bring to my life and my business at that point? But I started again challenging those beliefs. Like, okay, well, why do I have this belief system? How can I change? I was like, well, do you know what? I mean, it's kind of expensive to invest in myself, but you know what? I would rather invest in myself in this way than spend it on handbags, spend it on these things, spend it on whatever. I was like, no one, no one can take away from what's in here. And so I've always, always prioritized investing in myself. So I started working with Nick. I flew to San Diego, my second time only ever in America, due to your event, Brendan. And that's where I met Natalie. Was it where you live? Were you at Experts Academy High Performance? Like, what was the, I don't think I asked. Yeah, High Performance Academy, and it blew my mind. It was, like, so phenomenal. It was just, yeah, even even now when I hear um, some of those songs played, it just takes me back, and it was just amazing. And, that, and that's where I met Natalie, and that's really then when we started to curate our relationship, and we decided to join forces to start and grow and scale Boss Babe. And that was September 2017, and all documents were signed, sealed, delivered by January, end of January 2018. Wow. So two years ago a following of millions of people and, and, and multiple seven-figure business. Um, let's let's 
let's get tactical with these guys of like, okay, you're going to build a community. Like let's, if we could rewind the clock because hindsight's sometimes 2020 of like, okay, let's go back to like the beginning of that two years ago or two and a half years ago where you say, okay, we're going to build this boss babe community and we're really going to build it up. Like if, if someone here is watching, because I think everyone watching, you must have in your top three priorities of building an online community, period. It must be in your top three priorities, period, if you want to scale your message, earn more, help more people, it, community has to be there. So give us a guide. Like maybe like what's five things that they should just absolutely consider to building a great community? 100%. Okay, I love this question. So, you know, when we talk about like building influences generally, the key things that always come for me, and I think this like spreads through community as well, is first of all, value. Like you really need to understand like what the values of that community are. And that was what was really, really powerful for Natty and I. Right from the beginning, we really understood what the values of Boss Babe were going to be. Now I touched on it yesterday. We wanted to say the things that people weren't saying. We wanted one of the core values to be unapologetic, right? Um, unapologetically ambitious was our tagline for so long because we were like, do you know what? We have been told as people, like, I don't know, I'm interested to know how many people have shared their dreams and people around them have been like, oh, don't know, that's a big dream. Like, that's going to be hard. Yeah, Tanya, I can see raising. I can see people raising their hands, right, Jesse? Like, and for us, we wanted a safe space for these people. We wanted, we felt like that. We wanted to create a place where we felt at home and we really wanted to feel like, okay, we could be unapologetic here. We could say like, this is what we want. This is what we want to say and say those things that other people were scared of saying. So we build it on some values and some key foundations of understanding like what your values are. They have to really fall into these E's, right? So we decided we're going to have like four E's that we were going to make sure our values slide into. So emotion, what was the feeling that people were going to get from being in our community? Was it motivation? Was it empowerment? Was it positivity? What was that key thing that we wanted people to come in contact with us and go away feeling, right? So emotion number one, education. My, it's not in everyone's top things for values, but we really believe like, what do we want to educate people on? So we wanted to educate people on one like understanding like self-development to understanding business. So these are educational pillars that our community is built on. Number three, entertainment. Like, you know, you've heard from like Jay and I know you're going to hear from Prince. They are the freaking kings at entertainment. I'm telling you, right? But like everyone... Boring. What, what do you say to people like me who's like, I'm so not a good entertainer. I'm not good at entertaining people on social media because there's lots of people like that. You are. That's the thing because your personality shines through, right? And I think entertainment can come in all shapes and sizes, right? So it's not... It's kind of like entertainment versus engage. Like, how do people engage you? What is your secret source that people feel connected to you by it? And, like, for you, Brendan, like, you know, when you're so, like, you entertain me because you are so giving and bubbly in your energy. And so, like, what is that that your other people are bringing to the table? Like, how do you curate that in a community? Like, what is that entertainment piece that's not necessarily in a video format or in, like, a, you know, written format? It can come in all shapes and sizes, but how do you keep people engaged? How do you get them to come back for more? And I think that's, someone, that's something really people need to think about when they're growing communities. Our entertainment piece is around maybe, like, questions that we would ask 
our statements that we would put out into our communities that maybe other people weren't saying. And so that for us was a real foundation. And then it's like enemy. So I'm a complete lover. Like I am a lover, not a hater, but every, like there is something that happens when you form something with a common enemy. And I'm not saying that's a person or anything like that, but it's like, Hey, we were four women being unapologetic. We were four women making sure they could scale like 18% of women's businesses, only 18% reach six figures, only 2% reach um, seven figures. So that was our enemy. Those statistics were our enemy. So what is it that you build a community on? There has to be that, okay, we're for this, but we're also against this. And I also think that that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with. They, They struggle with like polarizing people. But actually when you learn to polarize people and it still can be in a really positive way, that's when you strengthen your community because they bond over something that only they have. And that's been really, really powerful for us. So I would say like those are probably like the four, like the value and then breaking down that value has been really powerful. And then just outside of that is like consistency. Natalie spoke about this yesterday. We showed up whether it was on Instagram or whether it was in our community as we have like a paid community as well. We showed up consistently. If we didn't want to, guess what? We were freaking there. Like, you know, when it felt good, we were there. When it felt difficult, we were there. And we showed up consistently. I really just want to, like, sing this home to people. I think I always use a coffee shops analogy, right? People, when you're building a community, it's a brand, essentially. And if you go to a new city, right, how many people, like, how many of you go into those coffee shops that you know the names of, Right. You probably go to Starbucks or you might go to Blue Bottle or from the UK, you might go to Costa because you know them, you know, like, and trust them. And you know what? You know what to expect from them because already already delivered the value. You are clear on the value that you are going to get from them. Not many of us will venture to that independent coffee store. I wish we would, but not many of us do because we're scared. We don't know what we're getting. We're not sure what that experience is going to be. So it's really important when you're creating a community, when you're creating a brand that you give that experience in a consistent manner so that people know what to expect when they come to you and like that is really is like the foundations of building a business i love that so much y'all was that incredible would you please 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 light up the (laughs) chat down below the comments here on facebook because danielle canty is lighting it up make sure you follow her on instagram and also follow at uh, follow boss babe i mean her brand and what her and Natalie are building are so huge. And she just gave you super keys to that success that I bet you have not been hitting on all cylinders on. I think part of what I love about our group is we hear something, but so, so much of our group are such great teachers. They share a framework and you hear that framework like Jay the other day sharing about viral videos. And you're like, oh, of course, naturally. But then you have the guts to ask yourself, am I doing that and hitting all those things on all cylinders? And you're like, oh, I'm not yet. And that's that, that difference between what you know and what you are doing consistently. That's where your next million dollars is. That's where your first hundred thousand is. That's where the next 10,000 is. The next thousand is, I know I should, but I'm not. It's, I always say, common sense is not always common practice. And so can I share something with that ah. super personal? Because like for me, this is like something I'm really authentically wanting to show up in. 
this was not a freaking easy journey for me, guys. Like showing my face on social media, showing my face in community has been one of the hardest things I have ever had to do. I, was, it, was it you were nervous about like self-image? I had so much emotional baggage with showing up this way, scared that people wouldn't like me. I basically, well, I didn't allow it because I came, but I could have allowed it. So many people allow perfectionism to get in the way of their purpose. And it has taken me an awful lot to break down my perfectionist side. I was literally the person that felt like I could not put anything out there until it was 100% undone. Like it had to be perfect. And you cannot live your life like that because if you do, you won't make the progress. And also you won't do jack shit because, sorry, I'm swearing, because perfectionism doesn't exist, right? It just does not exist. And I just want everyone to know that, you know, we sit here and we talk and Jamie talks and Jay talks and Jenna talks, right? They do what they do and they can do what they do because they are not afraid of not being perfect. And that is the biggest hurdle that I have personally personally had to overcome like I have done so much mindset work on this I have done therapy on this I have broken down those things because I put myself in a prison and I'm so I think a lot of people on this call will put themselves in this box of feeling that I can't break down this box until I'm perfect I'm not good enough to break down these walls of the book box they can do it but I'm not them but you can do it and the thing that makes those people so special who have spoken on here is they have not been afraid to push down their own box they have not been afraid to challenge their own mindset and they have not been afraid to do the work like it's not easy like Jamie like she used her flaws to come on and show that her makeup worked and for me that's where I'm at now I'm like I don't want you guys to look at and think oh yeah it was easy Danielle's naturally always like good on social media she's good I hid behind Boss Bay brand for so freaking long like I hid behind the boy. Yeah, I didn't even know until I think I re- was reaching out to you guys how involved you were because you were not only was Natalie sort of the front, but you were using graphic design to make it a front thing. Which, by the way, I want everyone to hear that that's also okay. If yeah. Danielle never decided to be the face of a brand, you all can build a brand without having to be the face. I know that people get stuck on that in our community a lot of times. I'm like, oh, I mean, like Kenny was on the other day from Kajabi. Almost, yeah. it was like, who's this guy? He's like the CEO of the biggest platform, really, and one of the better platforms of our whole industry. And the, but no one knows because he said, "Well, I'm going to build a brand," and he didn't. He let the brand be the face. Like when you go to Boss Babe on Instagram, the brand is the face. Like Danielle and Natalie show up once in a while, and the voice is there. But don't get stuck thinking you have to always be the performer. Because I also, Danielle, I made that mistake. My first couple of years, it was like, oh, everything has to be just me and da, da, da. And you know what it did? It was tiring. Yeah. It was tiring. So be willing to have other voices, curate other voices, use graphic design to let your brand feel like something beyond you, which I have failed out. And I, I, I watch, I failed that. And I watch what Boss Babe does. I'm like, wow, that brand exists so far beyond them because of the branding itself, the graphic design, the visual appeal, the sense of community. Those things can elevate beyond your own insecurities. 
That's, I'm so glad you said this because I think that's something that people really overlook at times. Like you say, they feel like it has to be a personal brand and it doesn't. And that's like, like if you want someone like I say who's done that that's what we did with boss babe and like we did it because of certain reasons that probably were like emotional for me and other things as well but also I think like it's really important to listen to what is authentic to you at that time I had also gone from being the product so when I was a chiropractor I was very much the product and I wanted to move away from that slightly so that was another intentional piece around that but I think it's just really powerful to say that because success comes in all shapes and sizes branding comes in all shapes and sizes it doesn't also always have to be um, like you say, you putting your face on that. But what I do think is important, and this is Influence the Summit, right, is that you have to understand where your influence is. And so even, I was not necessarily an influencer on Instagram, but I was an influencer in the back end of our business. And so I also think that's really important. Every single one of you on here is an influencer in some shape or form. If you have the power to impact somebody on like someone's decision in a day, you are have influenced them. You are an influencer. And it's how you start building that and leveraging that. And no matter what kind of business you are building, whether it's a personal brand business or you're face of it or you're not, or whether you're like Kenny and building Kajabi, you have to have influence in your team and the people around you to get them to buy into the mission that you are heading on. So I think that's really important. And that's why even if you are not building a personal brand or, you know, those things, those ease that I spoke about with community earlier, they, they still exist in your personal values. So think about what is the emotion that you want people to have when they interact with you, whether you're the CEO, CEO or you're the president or whatever company it is. Like, what are those four E's that you want people to go away with after they've spoken about you? And all of us should be bringing, aiming to bring value to the people around us whether that they say is online or offline. I think that's a really important definition and looking at like influencers, it's easy to think now, oh, you're an influencer, it must be an online influencer, but actually we're all influencers in our own spaces and how you curate that and grow that is really important to be intentional about. Ah, I love that. Would you give her a round of applause? This is so awesome. Um, Make sure you use at Danielle Canty so you can light her up because she is on Instagram and she is putting herself out there at epic levels and um, also use hashtag influencer summit so she can see you I can see you we can share your posts we can celebrate you for being part of this community and make sure again you get your friends in if you're loving this share influencersummit.com with them so they get the replay of some of the stuff because that's those four E's on community gold okay Uh, Danielle I want to shift gears into um, talking about launching on social media because I feel like you two have really figured that out um, in non-traditional ways, right? So the traditional launch, as many of you guys know, is usually you get a bunch of people to give you your email and you just send a bunch of emails with lots of value and then you start sending them a 72-hour countdown sequence to buy something. Right. And that's the traditional launch. And the more people you can get to promote into that and pay them an affiliate commission, the more that launch gets bigger. The more ads you can drive into that opt in page, the more that gets bigger. That's the traditional launch. And I feel like you're kind of approaching it from a different way, especially on Instagram. And lots of people ask us that, like, how are they launching these Instagram, you know, 
promotions that seem to crush it. Um, maybe you can give us a little insight, a little, you know, behind the scenes of like, what are the, you know, if someone else was going to do it, what are the, you know, three or four things they should think about to do a successful launch? I think this is such a great question. And like, the first thing I'm going to say before I share our formula, and I'll kind of share the four-step formula that we have, but the key thing is in any launch, any business and scaling, my personal perspective is you have to ask, listen, and learn. So your first launch should always be your worst launch, right? You should always be asking the questions. You should also be listening to answers, listening if people buy, listening if they don't buy, and learning from it. So wherever you choose to launch, it's really, really important that you are learning from those things that you did first time around to make it better every single time after that. So on Instagram, we have a four-part formula, right? So we launch in a way that, first of all, step one is building our audience. And again, this is where Ask, Listen, and Learn comes in from because you have to know who you're gauging with. You want to be a building an audience of ideal clients. They should all customers. They should not just be anybody. And that, again, comes back to those E's that I spoke about earlier on community, right? Like You have to have those E's built into the foundations of the community and the brand that you're building so that you're curating the right audience who are ultimately going to buy the product that you want them to when you launch. So first of all, is audience. So really, really getting intentional. I always say as well, guys, so basically, Natalie and I, when we first launched Boss Babe and we first launched our first product, The Society, we, most of you have created a ideal client, right? A client avatar. So just give me, yeah, nods, yeah. Okay, right, so you have the ideal client. Most people make the mistake of just putting that on paper. We brought ours to a life in the sense of we gave her a picture. We gave her a name. She's called Brianna. I know she lives in New York. I know what she wears. I know who her friends are. I know that she kind of walks around with like her skinny jeans on and like her leather jacket and she's kind of a little bit edgy. Like I can picture her so clearly in my mind. She is not written down on paper as just, oh yeah, this is my client avatar. I did this because I was told to do it and it was an exercise. No, she is so freaking clear in my mind that everything we do, we are talking to Brianna. Yes, there might be variations of Brianna and that, but that doesn't matter. You need to be speaking to that key person and really, really understanding that key audience because there's going to be so many overlaps. So if you haven't already done that, get so clear on that, that you can bring that person to life and you know so much about them and they evolve with you. So that's my first thing. So really understanding that your audience, who you're catering it for and who you're speaking to every day. Second piece is pre-launch, which if you didn't watch Natalie's yesterday, go back and watch that because she spoke about pre-launch a lot. Like she spoke about like how we start this from two weeks to a month back. We're seeding it. We're getting people to DM us. Natalie spoke around, she literally is the Instagram queen. She literally spoke around like the algorithm and making sure that if you're getting people to DM you, that is going to favor you. And so you can start that in the pre-launch and you'll ask again, ask, listen and learn. We're asking questions in pre-launch. We're really understanding. One thing we did actually, I'm just going to give this another little snippet. When we first launched the society, right, which is our membership for female entrepreneurs, we put out some questions And what was really interesting is the wording that people were coming back to us with, we did not have in our sales copy at all. And so we were like, wow, we're hearing this like lack of direction. 
so many times. And so guess what we did? Well, okay, well, let's use these words back. Let's mirror these words back because this is what Brianna is saying to us. This is what our ideal clients are saying back to us. So listening and tweaking it and adding those pieces in is really, really powerful. The next piece obviously is the launch where we're literally consistently talking about it from different angles. One thing I hear, and I think Craig might have spoken to this a little bit the other day is like, you know, or actually might have been Joel, like scared to sell and being like, feeling like, oh, I'm scared that I'm actually selling this. But if you've got a product that people believe it, like you believe in is going to help people, would you not rather than buy your product that you know is freaking absolutely killer versus someone else's semi let's just say they're crappy products like so be passionate about that but also make sure that sales angle and that launch is coming from different sides if you sell face like front on just with like one I was like a fire right you got to come out of fire from all different angles to get it to go right and so basically you don't want to be just coming at one angle you want to be speaking and launch to all these different pain points so someone like one of them is going to hit and like oh yeah I definitely feel like this is 100% for me so just make sure you cover your bases with your sales angles during a launch it's really really important let me give some commentary from somebody watching what they do that's works so good on this is like one thing that they'll do um, or I don't know if you do this every time, but I, I saw it is like, they'll put out a different piece of content on social media that specifically and uniquely addresses one objection. Yeah. Right. So a lot of us in our sales video or our web pages, like we'll be like, Oh, and we'll just like breeze through, like, here's the seven objections I might have. And we try to cover them real fast. Right. They'll be like, no, this one objection. And they'll just create something to that one objection. And they'll, talk about the emotion related to that objection and then the story of how they kind of overcame it. And I saw that multiple times. I'm like, Oh, they are doing that on purpose. That is so good. I have to copy that. So I'm learning too, Danielle. I just think, is that, is that true? Am I getting that closer? Yeah, and that's the beauty of it, right? So if you're sending someone to sales page and you just have that one chance in that sales video, right? Which don't get me wrong, it's super, super powerful. But the beauty of how we've been able to build ours on Instagram is that we get lots of opportunities, particularly through stories, lots of posts. We can speak to one point specifically each time. And then we're always listening like, okay, one thing that Natalie does so, so beautifully is she is constantly looking at insights into Instagram, right? So you, you, a lot of people don't do this. They don't go and look at their insights, their statistics on Instagram. Well, what was hitting? What were people swiping up to? What were people responding to? And then using that data to make informed decisions to understand who, what is hitting with your audience and what is resonating with your audience and what isn't. So you're right. We do speak to one thing and one thing at a time. And we also will pick those one things depending on what we're seeing and what we're hearing back to us. So I think that's just like, again, like when you're in a business, you have, you can't feel like you have all that, you know, where the North star is. Like I always say like, we know, let's say we're driving, driving by coastal. I know I'm getting to New York from LA, right? I just know, but I also know that that line's not going to be straight. I'm going to might have to do a little twist over here. I might have to come back this way, like to get there. And I think like, that's a really important thing around a launch you have to be able to adapt during it. Like you don't want to be going like completely changing the 
full navigation, but you also need to be like listening and learning and be like, okay, I'm going to adapt here. I'm going to adapt here. I'm going to add this bit in because I'm hearing this. Or do you know what? This is a problem that people are having during this time of 2020 or during this month of November or October, you know, like really just adapting to it so that it lands. And then lastly, the fourth one is the playbook. So this is where I've always sat and for a long time sat in um, boss babe was like, okay, how can we systemize this to grow the next time? And so whenever we do a launch, we always, always have a meeting afterwards, which is like, what are our wins and what are our learnings? What can we do better? And how do we document this so that we actually do do better next time? There's a point saying, oh yeah, we could have done this, could have done this. And then when you come to launch three months later, you've forgotten it all. We document it all and we make those changes. And we also say things like if we know something worked well, one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur, it's really easy to have shiny object syndrome. So you're like, oh, like this over here is going to work better. This over here is going to work better. I'm going to, someone else is doing this. I'm going to pivot completely and do this. But actually, it's like, oh, hang on a minute. What were the things that we did well? How can we build on that a little bit more? How can we add that? How can we tweak that versus starting from scratch again? And so that's what we really do in that fourth stage. And that's why we have that fourth stage of the playbook, because it is just as important as under, as the launch, because you, like I said, want the, your next launch to be better than your last launch. That is always the aim for us, that we're always growing and learning and consistently adding value in each of the launches that we do. Oh my gosh. Y'all, this is a masterclass she is dropping on your heads. Would you please literally share this out there and just love on her for this? Because to to step out and become this just honestly proficient, articulate, assassin level of insight, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of personal development, a lot of trial and error. So make sure you follow at Danielle Canty on Instagram. Use hashtag influencer summit. Tell your friends about this because this is I'm I'm like my I'm if you guys ever see me drop off video anywhere it's because I'm like ripping down notes. I was like I had to get up and go get another notepad. Danielle, this is so good. It's so good. What do you think that most um, you know? I, I think this is really important for you is that you found a way to get out of your own way and found some kind of rhythm in your own content creation to, to build your own community outside of this other brand. And a lot of people are transitioning in that space too, where they're like, Oh, I had this job. Now I'm going to make my own personal brand. Can you tell us about like Danielle Canty's week? Like what, what are you doing? What types of content? I mean, like, like walk us through, I think one, the mental, the mindset of like, how did you get out of that way to say, okay, I'm going to be a performer or an influencer or someone with sharing my voice. And then how do you operationalize? Because I know you're good at that. Like, okay, what's my week of discipline and excellence going to look like? Because I don't even know what where to start. Oh my god, I love mindset it. and then method. How about you that mindset then method for you? Because first of all, I'm British, right? You you don't have like we don't really do mental health that well. Like, no one has a therapist. <laughs> what I love about America is like I have a therapist now. <laughs> I'm like, all friends from Britain that okay, yeah. light it up and be like, yeah, that's us, you know. <laughs> it's like unapologetic about it. And so I really do think I came from a world where having a therapist or talking about mindset was not a dumb thing. Like you just didn't, you didn't talk about that stuff. You just kind of like stiff up a lip, got on with it, right? 
now I really rewired my mindset to be like, oh, okay, it's okay that I might be having these challenges right now. And I actually want to overcome them. And just because those things affected me previously, they don't have to affect me now. But I am going to say this, it is an evolution. It is not something that happens every single day. And I bet if you ask people like Jamie, ask Brendan, ask Lewis, like ask anybody, they always are having things that they're working on. You get to another level and oh, guess what? There's going to be some more mindset shifts here. And then you have to go up again. And like, that is normal. So for me, just like I exercise. So I always say, you are only going to be as successful as you are mentally and physically capable of being. And I have always worked out. I have always looked after my body. I've always been careful about what I've eaten, like organic foods. Like I always do all those things. So I question why was I not doing it with my mental health? And so for me, my mindset is something I work on. Like I do my exercise. I work on it consistently. I accept that to keep it strong, it's always going to have to need consistent love and attention and working through. And I just learned to be kind to myself about that being like, okay, like, I'm not like, I'm never going to be, there's no such thing as perfect. I just needed to start loving me again. And I think that's when it started to shift for me. And you're talking about like what, like content and those pieces and like how I show up. Well, the biggest shift for me, and I'm still in this transition. And for anyone who's followed me for a while, you'll have noticed how much I've started showing up on social media versus I was. I learned to love myself, Brendan. I let go, you know, I started off this whole piece talking about perfectionism. I thought I had to be perfect. I thought that I had to show up in a way that was perfect all the time. And now I've just let go of that. And I'm also like, you know what? If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. And that's okay too. All I need to know is that I'm a good person. I'm here to share my story. I'm here to share that, you know what? There's there's good days and there's bad days. I also accept that to feel the highs, I'm also going to have to have the lows because otherwise I'm just going to be stuck in the middle constantly. And no one wants to be stuck in the middle constantly, right? And so I just started accepting those pieces. And when I started letting go, getting down those barriers, I realized that I don't need to be, you know, prepping things on my social media to share my stories. I just literally popped on. I was freaking out, guys, before coming out. Yeah, my hands are shaking. I just want the stories. I'm like, guys, I'm sharing the behind the scenes. I owe it to all of you to let you know. I'm freaking absolutely terrified about coming on Brendan's right now. My hands are shaking, all of these things. I'm going to do some breath work to try and calm my nerves. And I could have not shown that. You're awesome. But I could have not shown that. You're awesome. And like, that's okay. And just starting to like allow, I don't want people to think that everyone, I don't want to be the highlight wheel. I don't want that. I don't want to be people depressed coming on, but I want people to know that it's normal to feel like, nervous and it's normal to feel imposter syndrome it's normal to feel self-doubt and they're just things that we have to overcome so i feel like i'm not really answering the question because i need hang on one oh, second no this was uh, i you answered the question so like that was so clear of like that mindset of and it's true to your brand too it's like self-development it's like we gotta you have to explore i don't know any i mean i think one thing that unites all our friends outside of being people who really want to provide a lot of value who want to make their difference, who really care about their customers, who want to be influencers. Like everyone works so hard on themselves and everyone also has the guts to to admit that they're a hot mess often and that they do struggle with perfectionism. They do struggle with down days. They do struggle with, uh, you know, stress, anxiety, exhaustion, working through. And that's what kind of unites us is we're all like, yeah, this is hard. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I'm working so hard right now. Uh, You know, I, you know, 
I, I always joke, Denise won't let me, Denise, my wife, she won't let me say anymore. Well, in 90 days, <laughs> it'll be better. It'll calm down in 90 days. We're going to finish that launch. We'll finish that project. Smooth. She's like, then it's another 90 days because there's something new that we're always doing and building towards. So you have to find that lifestyle balance of like working on yourself. So you're happy with the level of success that you're, you're building into. And I love how Danielle is mentioning the energy for that. Cause I just believe if we don't manage our energy and manage our mind, you can have all the tactics in the world, but you're not going to implement them because yeah. you're, tired, frustrated, upset, stressed, and you didn't learn how to manage those things. So don't think you're going to manage the to-do list if you can't manage your energy. And so. And I think as well, like, you know, the practical side about like putting in systems, like one thing for me is I I did this like story the other day around um, how I understand, like I prioritize my to-do list. And for a long time for me, my personal brand was not, it was like low impact, high effort. So it wasn't worth doing for a long time for me because we were building the boss babe brand and I was building those operations pieces and I was doing all those things. And I think it's like being intentional about where you see your high impact, like where you feel you can have the biggest difference and then leave that in. And now I'm really starting to lean into my personal brand. So guess what? Now it's not um, high effort, low impact. It's like high effort, but also high impact. And so it comes up in my priorities. So now I'm like looking at the practical things. Okay, well, what does it look like to um, get these photos done? Okay, like I'm going to have my, I'm going to be efficient. I like being efficient with stuff. Yeah, walk us through that efficient thing of like, again, come back to the method of like, what's your week look like now? So, because I know a lot of people trying to conceptualize like, okay, like give us the Danielle Canty, like this is what I operationalize to do to get stuff done. And it's like, so for me, Mondays, you're not going to get me posting anything profound on Mondays. You're going to see a real behind the scenes because Mondays is our main meeting day. Mondays is like making sure the team on track, getting in contact with everyone. We have our all teams hand out, hand, um, hands on, which is where we basically bring everybody together. We talk about the learnings of the last week, the wins from last week, the impact we're having. We talk about all those things. And then I have a ton of meetings. So then like Tuesday is like a less meeting day for me. Natalie and I always talk about this and Natalie has had to juggle this so, so much. It's like, it's very hard to go from being cre- like the left and right brain switch is near on like impossible to do next to each other. You have to have like a transitional factor between it. So whether it's like lunch, whether it's a meditation, whether it's like going for a walk, you have to switch your energy state for, for that. And that's why Mondays, I can't create on Mondays. I am literally in my like left brain sorting loads and loads of stuff out, making sure operations are done, making sure everyone's moving on track. I haven't got that creative space. And so on Tuesdays, like Tuesday afternoon, if I'm going to create any pieces, whether it's like teaching for the event that we've got to do or whether it's posts, like that's when I'm really, really going to lean into that. But one thing I know that really works best for like social media and what I'm leaning into now is like batch creating my content. So utilizing something like Planoly where I'm going to have my, I upload my images and then I will write in that, that, state of mind that create a state of mind and for me I'm going to be fully transparent with you guys that's something that I'm transitioned to right now because if you look at my feed previously it was patchy because it wasn't high on my list whereas now it is I'm like right how do I fit this in so it's like batch creating on a Tuesday making sure I'm like putting down pieces that have come to me and also guys I'm I'm like obsessed 
with post-it notes like I surround myself with post-it notes so if any of like I'm feeling inspirational like oh I'm like oh this quote's coming to me I'll just write on a post-it note and stick it to the side and then on Tuesday like I've got that oh okay yeah these are some things that came up for me during the week or I'll voice note it to myself or like I'll do something when that inspiration hits that means I can keep it and then I can go back to it when I do want to write and then like I said uploading to something like Planoly so it's always all in there you can curate the feed and then you can post it through it's just really really important but I think for a lot of people who are in this space and like this is something like say Natalie and I have always like had to try and work through is like understanding what that that left brain and that right brain looks like and how we harmonize that and for us it's always been batching and again like Tuesdays Thursdays actually I'm just going to say this we don't have any meetings on Thursdays in our company because we know that people need to get things done and we know that they need to be in their state of mind, like whether it's left brain or right brain, whatever they're doing, and they need that time to actually do those things. So our week very much likes like Mondays and Wednesdays are heavy with meetings. Thursdays is an absolutely no-go. And then Tuesdays and Fridays is like a little bit of a sprinkle. Um, I love this. I love this. I love no meeting Thursdays. So good. It's literally been a game changer, Brendan. I've been like, it's been so good. I love it. I'm, I'm an anti-meeting person in general, so that's always been helpful for my career. Um, what would you share? I would ask all our friends this of what would you share to somebody starting out versus somebody who's scaling? So somebody starting out, this is their first real year, year and a half in this, trying to get their message out, build a business and brand. But then also those people who've already six, seven, eight figures, they're crushing it. Like so many of our friends, like what you've learned from them and what you would recommend at that scale level. So two different parts of the journey, this, the start and then the scale, what would you recommend? So there's one under, there's one that I would recommend for both. And that is mentorship. So for me, mentorship is what you said. Mentorship. So for me, a mentor is someone who believes in you until you believe in yourself. So you like borrow that belief. And I think that's been really key, whether you're starting out or whether you're hitting that next milestone, you're trying to go from seven to eight and you have those self-doubts, you have those imposter syndromes. I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who can help support and mentor you to that next stage. Because no matter where you're at, there's a staircase, you're on that one step and you're going to get to that next step. There is always going to be a freaking step you're trying to get to, right? And so for me, it's just like, well, who can I... I have a I have a place in my heart where it's like I I have one hand forwards, but I always have a hand behind. I would I know that people help me up, and I always have that one. Like, who am I helping up? Who am I like leading that way for? And I think when you have that chain, it's just something so beautiful and so powerful around that. So I think for both, like mentorship is really really important, or like whether it's a paid mentor or just somebody who like mentors you because they're close to you, whatever shape or form that is. I think we all need that person. For starting out specifically with um, like in the terms of like influence, I think it's really important to be authentic. Like I think like if you start off on the bad foot, if you start pretending to be somebody you are not, you are not going to survive this journey. Like it will, it will not, it will break you and you have to be so in line with your why that that is what propels you forward this because, you know, Jamie spoke about this as well. And it's like, there's so much rejection out there. Like you have to be so aligned with what you're trying to achieve. Like it has to be so in your heart. The, the thing that kept me going was like the, the fear of not achieving it 
was so much more powerful than the things that I was having to push through to achieve it. Does that make sense? I was so scared of not achieving my goals, not achieving my purpose, that that is what propelled me. And so really think around like, okay, if I do these things, whose lives are going to change? But also if I don't do this, whose lives will it not change? Like what is the impact of not doing this that's going to help propel me? And so that for me is like a big starter one. And then I think those who are scaling, it's around like who you surround yourselves with the team personally, culture for us. And oh, you're probably, we haven't really had a chance to talk about this, but you know, my and Natalie's relationship, we've worked so hard on our relationship. It's one of like the, my, something I cherish so, so much. And we always put so much effort into it. But also that is the same with our team culture. I want everyone to come to Boss Babe and love what they do, to share the mission, to share what we are here to do and to create. And when you surround yourself with people who are on that magic carpet with you and they want to be on there and they want to be riding it through the highs, through the lows, and they are authentic in their way and they have the biggest hearts too, I think that's what makes an unstoppable team. And so for me, it's like when you're first starting out, it's about you and your why and what you're pushing towards. But then when you're like scaling, it becomes around like your why, but who has that why with you? Who are you sharing that with? Because you cannot achieve things without a team. Boss Babe would not be where it is without our team who have helped us get there. And so I think that's really powerful for me is like protecting that culture, um, curating that culture, developing that culture, because that's what gives us the, that's what propels us forwards. It's not just, just Natalie and I, it's a whole team of people. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a fire session with Danielle Canty. Danielle, that was so good. I miss you guys so much. And um, thank you so much. If you would, everybody light her up in the chat here on Facebook comments let her know over on Instagram, DM her that you appreciated her. Use hashtag Influencer Summit. Um, if you want to see this replay or share this replay, there's probably about a million people you want to share that one with. Send them to InfluencerSummit.com because that's the only way they can get the replay. Danielle, that was fire today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's such an honor to be here. And thank you, Brendan, for opening this up. Like, I've been watching these things and I've been learning and I've been making notes. And so like, you know, just thank you. Thank you for giving your time, bringing us all together as well. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Very grateful to have the grandfather of goodness in my life. <laughs> it's going to stick guys. Let's make sure this stick on, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh, the godfather. I was like, what? Jay did that the other day. I was like, well, man, uh, that's going to be a thing now. Anyway, I love you, Danielle. Good seeing you again. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, so good. So good. Um, again, everybody, if you would just help us share the word of what we're trying to do here. I had the blessing of um, having obviously Natalie and Danielle and, and many others who've, who've been in my world or been in my events or spoken at my events and just been collecting just goodness and getting them to, to bring them here with you. And this is not some, you know, big fancy production we're doing here for you. Um, like literally, if you saw an email, I wrote the email. If you saw an image, I made the image in Keynote and screenshot it and sent it to you. If you got a text from me, I'm writing those texts. If you're here now, like we're logging in in the morning into Zoom and Facebook and trying to figure it out. If you get the recap emails at the end of the day, I'm doing that. You know, I run it all mostly through Kajabi or through Zoom or Facebook here. And then it's just me literally on text scheduling with friends and trying to curate and bring goodness to the world. You heard yesterday... Me and Nick Ordner talk about the online summit model. 
And if you missed yesterday's, please remember, you got to get signed up at InfluencerSummit.com so that we can get you those replays this weekend because they're gone after this weekend. So um, I felt like Nick was really sharing a lot of like, hey, you, you can be a curator. You can bring experts and great people together and that can be part of your platform, right? Part of what I'm doing right now is just building relationships with you guys and trying to show like, hey, this part of my life that most people don't know about that I do marketing and that I do masterminds with these people. Most people just know me for personal development. And I was like, well, I want more people to know that I do marketing and entrepreneurship stuff. So what are we doing here? We're, we're, we're all coming together and I'm sharing that with you guys. And now you're like, oh, Brennan does that marketing thing on top of personal development. Cool. And sometimes you just curate, you bring good value together. You interview people for that. I'm not having to teach all of this. It's like. I'm learning so much. Who's taken like loads? Of, I did six of these cards with Danielle just now. Six cards. Like, come on. I'm taking so many notes. I'm learning. So it's not about being the guy or the godfather. It's about I'm learning. This is awesome. You guys enjoying this? I'm loving it. I'm, I'm learning a lot. So if you're appreciating it, please share it out with the you know, hashtag Influencer Summit. Please let people know about it. Um, I'm also you know, going to launch a podcast on this topic soon too. Um, we're going to call it, uh, I think it's launching marketing and influence podcast so that people can hear this part of my life and I can share the stories of these people and I can share the stories of what we're doing. Uh, if you're part of influencer, if you, if you log in at influencersummit.com, I'll get you that link, um, tomorrow too, for the marketing influence podcast we're going to launch. So I'll send you guys a link. So you can check it out. And that's just me talking more about, again, that's free too. It's just me talking about this side of my life more and curating this side of my life more. And I want you to think about that. You might have multiple sides of you, just like you heard Danielle talk about her and Natalie. They have the self-development side, but they also have the business side. And it's good to have conversations to your audiences about both sides so they know that about you. Maybe yours is you have a parenting side. Maybe you have a health side. Maybe you have that coaching side. Maybe you have that, you know, that the entrepreneur side or that family side or, you know, that health side. It's like, remember what we learned from Jenna Kutcher with the JK5, right? Jenna talking about how, you know, show multiple parts of your life on different days. So people understand who you are. And, and I took a page of that. I'm like, well, so many people never know I teach marketing unless they went through a year of my personal development stuff. And they got an email that said, Hey, do you want to learn about this? You know, so many people don't know me for that. And I thought, well, I want more people to know about that because we help so many people. Obviously many of these friends here have been acknowledging me for the advice I've been giving them and helping with them and vice versa. So I just want to remind you that you can share multiple parts of your life and you can bring people on and do value. I did all this myself like all of this setup and all this email and all this stuff, because my team, I have them working on so many other things, but also you guys will see my team is in here. They're helping me comment and moderate and chat and follow up with all these emails I send out. Like it, 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 it looks so simplistic and the tools are, but as you build, you're going to need that team. And that's what Danielle was talking about towards the end there, like getting support, getting that team, building that culture, all of this, it might resonate to you at a different stage. Many of you, you've really not hired enough team to help you. 
many of you, you could do it just like me that I did for almost a decade of, I basically did all the marketing and I had a customer service and events team, but I did all the outbound and all the sales and all the promotions. Like you got to find out what's right for you. But most importantly, as Jamie said, you got to find that why you got to connect with that. You got to get in the game. You got to push that ball forward. You have to believe in yourself. You got to move yourself through the nose. You got to not try to be perfect. You got to show up with some type of schedule for yourself each week so you can win each week. All these things, again, might be common sense. Your job, evaluate yourself. Could I do better here? Oh, I could. Notice I didn't say, I hate myself because I don't do everything. I said, ask yourself, could I do better here? Oh, I could. Let me try that. It's like Tom and Lisa talked about yesterday. Sometimes it's just developing new skills. It's not, Lisa didn't hate on herself. Lisa yesterday was talking about, oh, she recognized that was a skill she was deficient in. So she was going to develop the skill. Listen, less self-hatred, more skill development. I never say, oh, I'm terrible at this and this. And I'll go, oh, I don't yet have that skill. Let me start developing that skill in a disciplined process every week and I'll get better at it. 